What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Tell me why you're shameless. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one again. I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WOTR, the show with me today. This isn't quite a Thursday Night Chaser, but it's pretty close. Uh, me, Miss Amanda Jane. How you doing, Miss Amanda Jane? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I, I didn't recognize Evil Uno over here because... He's yeah, we're watching uh, Dynamite Live right now. We're in the thick of it. We're here because of um, because you punked up, you punked up, you punked up. CM Punk at the scrum after All Out decided to go ahead and ruin everything that had been handed to him on a silver platter. He should be thanking John Cena online for giving him, you know, so much of a career he could double back on it and still fuck it up, but. <laughs> We're here to talk about the scrum, the fallout. We're watching AEW Dynamite Live. Death Triangle just won the trio's championship because the elite had to forfeit it. They had to vacate it because they are also involved in the shenanigans. Wrestling's crazy right now, and I'll be honest with you, as a tried and true AEW hater, I'm actually really excited for the future of AEW right now because I think that this is a massive moment for them. I was saying it that night, no matter what happens next, everything is different in AEW moving forward. It's going to change the morale of people. It's going to change the decision of people. It's going to change the way that fans are watching it, for better or for worse. And to be honest, we'll get into it, but the perception, the possibility of an AEW without the Bucks, without Omega, and without Punk, to me is pretty exciting because they've been such a focus for so long it's really going to open up a lot of space for people to step up. And I think that that's pretty cool based off who's there. Amanda, how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, knows Kip's saving still put the box back on his head. So, you know. Good. He should. Yeah. I think it's funny. He's been wearing that box on his head for over a year that says underrated and over it. And then he, he finally takes it. the box off after two years to have a match and then loses it. And you go, maybe you're not underrated, dude. You lost. You know what I mean? Like in a yeah. kayfabe world, maybe you're actually bad. Maybe there's a reason. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I will say I'm I'm kind of glad Tony Storm won because I think even though, yes, she doesn't remember a lot of the names of her coworkers during the scrum. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Like, damn. Serena Deeb. And I know she worked with Serena Deeb at one point. Come but on, she did girl. say that that was the one that she was trying to think of. Yeah, what's going on? She's going to national. Before we get into the nitty gritty of it, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Well, you know what? I need to do this one sober today because lots of opinion, and I don't want to be clouded in judgment. I'm only just drinking regular Coke. That's fair. I am in honor of CM Punk going to drink wine. 
Because oh. he was whining all fucking night. So, <laughs> and for a straight edge guy, he sounded way fucking drunk that night. Way drunk. It was really well, weird. I watched it a couple times just being like, not just the audio of the, the distortion making his voice sound deep. The way he was rattling off, the mannerisms, the way he couldn't focus, the way he was just there with a chip on his shoulder just ready to go. Like, we can talk about it the way it started. It starts off. And the Denise Alcedo video is the one that has the audio that opens it up because the AEW official video didn't have that, that full audio. She, they say, Nick, we're going to start with you. And he goes, hi, I'm Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc. And, and Punk just goes, Nick, I'll start. And he's all like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, I'll start, Nick. And then he goes, who here fancies themselves a journalist? And they all raise their hand. He goes, oh, you think you're a journalist, Nick? And then he was like, I try my best. And he's all like, uh, do you still do improv? And he goes, it's been a while. And he goes, well, when you did do improv, who'd you do it with? And he's all like, he knew where he was going. He knew what was happening. So he goes, mm-hmm. I did improv with Scott Colton, Colt Cabana, you know. And they never referred to him as Colt Cabana this whole time, Scott Colton, which I think is very notable because that means it's definitively not a work, a storyline. This is just a thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so you're friends with, with, Scott, with Scott? And he goes, you still talk to him? He goes, no, I haven't talked to him in a long time. He goes, and he said, um, me and Scott don't see eye to eye. So whatever. Nick and Scott don't get along. Whatever. Happens. Punk goes, well, that makes two of us. So then he rattles on about Colt, and we'll talk about that. But for that to be the intro, for him to come at Nick because he thinks that Nick is an irresponsible reporter. And it was funny because he said, are you friends with him? And and Nick says, I'm not friends with either of you. <laughs> he says, I don't talk to either of you guys. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Nick handled it professionally. He handled it fantastically. He kept his poise in a situation where he was literally being attacked by this face of this company for this, for the the only fact being that Nick did improv in Chicago at the same time that Colt Cabana did. And so in his mind, he concocted this whole situation where Colt is feeding Nick all this negative information about CM Punk and, quote, making it up. There is nothing CM Punk said that night that was in any way going to make me take his side in any of this to the point where it's all like, maybe people did make it up. It's like, no, no, no. It sounds like more true than ever before where before there was a shadow of doubt of maybe this, these might be rumors. This might be one sided too. This is an asshole. Maybe he's an asshole backstage too. Maybe there's a reason no one's listening to you. Maybe you're hard to listen to. Maybe you were never the top guy. I wonder if Paige would listen to Triple H and Cena. Cause I bet you he would take advice from them. I know I would before I would take advice from Punk. I thought it was absolutely insane. His He walks into this thing looking for Nick Hausman because that's the guy he wants to attack. Knowing Nick Hausman as well as I do, and it's not super well. We don't talk all the time, but I worked with him at Wrestling Inc. for a while. He's been very good to me. I worked with him on Xbox Podcast, obviously. Um, very good guy. He's been very good to me. Someone coming at Nick like that to start with? I was like, oh, you're an asshole who thinks you has something that doesn't. And that's why you're coming with that attitude, because you think you have something that you don't. And I think that's kind of the story of CM Punk. Really want to get into it on that. But what uh, what did you think? What did you think of all that stuff? Well. Right now we got Tony versus Penelope happening live, if anybody's watching Dynamite on the West Coast. 
first of all, I'd like to say on episode one and one and one and one, for anybody who ever knows me, knows where my bread, my, what my side of the bread is buttered. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought I was full of shit. I don't want to say I told you so, but I did tell you so. And it's funny to me that um, anybody who who knew the situation, whether it was one side or the other, the people who were on, and I'm going to call him Phil, as I normally do, the people that were on Phil's side all got something out of it. Joey Mercury, he bought Joey Mercury a couple hundred thousand dollar home. That's way more money than he ever gave Colt Cabana unless he's like um, poking at the Colt Cabana tax Mm -hmm. without, you know, whatever. Um, Ace Steel. I'm sure people aren't banging down the door to hire Ace Steel anywhere. Where was Ace working? Ace wasn't even in the business. He hasn't been in the business for quite a long time. No. So you got you got to see the people who are on that team. And to be quite honest, I think a lot of his selfishness really kind of started when he started dating AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of people dirty. He did he did uh, he did Amy Dumas very dirty, not once but twice. Beth Phoenix, but she upgraded. So good, good on you, Glenn. But it was weird to me because the one person who didn't like Colt around was April. It was even quoted, and I was told this before, that she had said on numerous occasions, I don't know why he's over here every day making a dent in the couch yeah he has a certain spot he sat in and whatever i mean most people who, who do know they know that you don't send that spot that's mm-hmm. cold spot on the couch so that's where i kind of stem a lot of this was punk ever a good guy no you can ask ex-girlfriends of his you can ask a lot of people but the only people who really take his side are people who want something for him from him someone he buys off or i don't know whatever this is what it was and i think that tony he is tony he got a lot of money off of tony but tony khan is too stupid to realize what's going on and i really hope that tony realizes the magnitude of what he's done because he sure as hell and I said in our episode one before, AEW is not what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Cody hightailed it out of there. Because Did you go back somebody... and, uh, some people were sharing it. Cody Rhodes' last promo in the company right before the ladder match. Mm-hmm. He cut a promo that was basically on CM Punk. And at the, I remember at the time, and we probably talked about it too, it seemed weird, out of place. It was about Cody, but his match was with Sammy, and it seemed kind of all over the place. During that promo, the crowd is shitting on him the whole time. Shut the fuck up. Cody sucks. 
it's crazy. And you can see at a certain point, he looks in the audience and he's like, fuck. And it made me feel that much happier for Cody that the mm -hmm. environment had become so toxic for him backstage, toxic for him on stage in ring that he got to WWE and got the reception that he got. It must've felt so good. And so it's oh, also yeah. funny when you look at the last promo of, of Cody and AEW and the first promo of Cody in WWE, the last promo is he cuts on, on CM Punk and he goes, when CM Punk left, he promised a revolution. He promised these matches. He made a list of things he wanted to do, like team with the bucks and face Omega. And he goes, literally everything on that list, he never saw through, but I did. And he goes, I harvested the revolution with you guys. Like we made that reality happen. This guy's full of talk. He's absolutely no action. He's a fake version of who I actually am is what that promo more or less said. Some of those words are literally out of his thing. Some of them are not his first promo. Cause he even says, I was told not to cut this promo tonight uh, by some, but I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to say this again. So he just rips apart CM Punk and his fake revolution and the things that his false promises, his never following through with what he said he would do and never actually doing any of it. And Cody saying that he's a man of his word and does these things for a reason for everybody. His first promo, first few lines in WWE. You know, some would think it was a difficult decision to leave AEW. It was not. <laughs> or to sign with the WWE. It was not. It was not a difficult decision. And you look at that last promo, the way the crowd's treating him. What he's saying in his voice. The reality of CM Punk coming through and what's already happening backstage. I'm sure it was easy. Yeah. I know he always wanted to go back to WWE, and we said that on episode one. When he first, when we were first talking about it, I was like, I bet he's leveraging this. We talked about it on Double or Nothing. The first thing he did was leverage a storyline with Triple H by breaking the throne. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you watch everything he's doing, he's trying to have a match with Triple H at WrestleMania when he goes back. And I still hold firm to that. But I also think that if things were different, the decision would have been difficult. If things were different, he may have put it off another couple years. But things were what they were where he said, yep, now's the time. Absolutely, now's the time. Mm -hmm. We've yeah, he couldn't gone too far away. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, and it's interesting to me. Look, I'm going to do my CM Punk impression and eat in a microphone. I'm, uh, Are you eating a I'm having baked goods. Bake good? I have baked goods. If you guys like Molly, look, I'm like CM Punk. I'm eating a microphone. Um, one of the things that I'm that kind of actually the most shocking thing to me is really the actions of the young bucks because you know um, I've been around the young bucks quite a bit you know and um, and they are really, they're really good people. Now, some people might think, oh, you're just, you know, whatever, because you have a side. I'm like, no, um, they're really good people. And like, when it really, you could really see it like on, like, with like, if you, well, I don't want to really say with BT, but, you know, just like on the first Jericho Cruise, for example, with the, well, the whole family was there. Um, all of you know Matt's kids, Nick's kids, um, Papa and Mama Buck, and you know all that. And 
they actually are really they're a really great family and they're really cool people brandon cutler that was the first time i've ever really seen brandon cutler around you have and in fairness always defended the young bucks against me talking shit on them you've always said they were good people they always have been good people so for this to happen it shocks the shit out of me because that's not a behavior that i would ever expect for them it's not because oh you know they're goody two-shoes or anything no it's the values that they have you know their moral compass and their values and things like that because it must have gotten so bad to the point of if they're sitting there and you know this is all like toxic garbage back there and they're standing up to themselves then something really fucked up happened back there yeah, and to create context, I don't know that anybody doesn't know, but just to create the context. So after CM Punk goes on to trash Hangman Page, all the time sitting right next to Tony Khan, calling him an empty-headed dumb fuck, when he says these people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't run a Target, which, by the way, Targets are not easy to run. No, Retail I wouldn't want to run is pretty tough. I don't want to run a Target. That'd be fucking impossible. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Now Targets have Ulta Beauty inside. They have another store within a store, and then they have the damn no. CVS Pharmacy. A lot of shit going on in Target. You also know who's never run a Target? CM Punk. You know what he's also never done? He's never been an EVP of a company. He's also never run a company. He's mm -hmm. never done anything but take from other people whatever they're willing to give him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The other thing he's done is he was proven wrong by WWE every single time. Yeah. He's never even been a top guy. He's been the guy under the top guy. Mm -hmm. so, but he's making the most money because that's what mm -hmm. he demanded and yep. what he and, wanted. And, and he was saying that he was saying that these guys have never done a damn thing in the business, so completely negating everything that's happened with AEW before he ever showed up. Tony Khan tried to say something and he said, I'm trying to CM Punk stops Tony from talking, talks over and says, I'm trying to run a fucking business here. Are you? <laughs> More so than Tony, because the money that's in this company is Tony's, right? Actually, Tony, it's his father's, but... It's his know. father's. It's his father's money. Well, then, mm -hmm. I mean, he also trashes Colt for sharing a bank account with his mother, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but he's, at the same time, sitting next to Tony, who's sharing a bank account with his dad, so I don't know. But after all this stuff is said over and over and over again, no matter what question they ask, he turns it back around into talk trash about one of the EVPs and he says, if someone's got a fucking problem with me, come find me. Let's hash it out. He goes back there, and they come find him to hash it out. He locks himself in his door. Apparently, the young buck super kicks the door down. And uh, and there's a, there's a scuffle back there. So far, some of the reports we've heard is that Kenny removed the dog Larry out of the room because he was barking and didn't want the dog to get hurt. Turns around and gets bit by Ace Steel. Ace pulls Kenny's hair. Um, CM Punk throws a chair at Nick Jackson and hits him in the face. It's not a fucking thing, so there's no camera. Although someone says Brandon Cutler records most of what the Young Bucks are doing, but I gotta imagine if they're going to, if they're going to confront him, I gotta imagine they're not recording it because they're not going to use it for BTE, you know. But <laughs> an all-out brawl takes place there. The idea that the Young Bucks could be driven to actually. A physical confrontation actually fight seems wild to me the fact mm -hmm. that cm punk may have actually knocked somebody out also seems crazy to me because we know that fucker can't fight 
We've seen him lose to guys from catering in the UFC ring. He lost so bad to somebody who was also so bad that Dana White fired them both. He was so bad at fighting that the guy who beat him lost his job because he didn't beat him up harder. <laughs> Dana White said he's so bad he should have been able to clinch this two rounds earlier. If you can't beat the shit out of that Weasley piece of shit, then you're not good enough to be here. They both got fired. That's how bad a fighter he is. Uh, Jeremy in time to say whose first decision in a fight is to bite someone. Yeah. They a wood. A guy who has no fucking balls. That's true. Also, Tyson bit Holyfield because he was afraid his face was going to get fucked up. Kenny was trying to get a dog out of the room and got bit but, by the human. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe Kenny was trying to get the dog out of the way so the dog wouldn't bite anybody. Yeah. He's like, I don't want this dog to bite someone. And Ace is all like, you're not free from biting yet, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Army Hammer 2.0 over here. Someone's mm -hmm. a cannibal. Glad Colt's not friends with you anymore. Yeah. Insane. Glad. Insane. Yeah. I don't want anything happen yeah, my... to this dog. I want this dog biting anybody. Ah! Hair pulling? Hair pulling. This is like girl fighting. You know? I've seen better girls fight on World Star, you know, in like a Waffle House or something. That's a good point. You know? Waffle House fights definitely do not have hair pulling. I swear to God, if the, if this fight ends up on World Star, first of all, yeah, you think Ace Steel took his heels off first and his hoop earrings before he pulled someone's hair and bit them? No, no, <laughs> he don't know. He ain't that ghetto. No, he took out his He's hoops. Like, no, that would be a that would be a Nick Jackson move. Yeah, Nick Jackson taking yeah. out the big hoops in his nose chain. Yeah, mm. yeah he's hold on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was insane and so crazy unprofessional in such a bad way and i know people were trying to say that page was unprofessional when he went off script and sh sh started going into business for himself talking shit on on punk and then punk went out and did the same thing and quote lowered himself to that same level let's say that hangman page being quote unprofessional which by the way when you have cm punk coming into the ring who's like famous for going off script and that's what everyone wants to believe he always does and when he first came mm -hmm. in he goes i want to throw these guys curveballs in the ring on the mic so they have to react because i think these people aren't used to that and they all did that back in his face better than he was doing it i think that frustrated him just being pummeled mm -hmm. out there by these fucking dudes mm -hmm. so if you want to say page started it by being unprofessional there fine punk then went out and did it on air and called him a coward and wouldn't let when he knew he couldn't come out and defend himself. Fine. Even Steven. We both did something unprofessional. We both talked shit in front of the crowd. Do you like it? No. Right? Punk went a step further to take the in half of a media scrum with all the newsletters to trash people not involved, to trash people and everything about the business that they've been running before he got there, to trash the guy sitting next to him. He took it to a different height of unprofessionalism. This wasn't a promo to build a match where someone got too personal. This was a dude not trying to build a match, trying to trash A, the reporters in the room, B, a guy he got booted out of the fucking company, trying to pretend like, I don't care where he works or where he doesn't work. I think you care yeah, you if he's do. around you. You clearly do. You clearly care because that's all you wanted to talk about today, punk. You care about this more than anything in your life. You care. 
You care so much you got him booted into ROH. And Colt sitting home playing video games probably doesn't even care. He's probably laughing about it in some ways. <laughs> he's, no, I, so I he's out there local. talking trash on him. He's talking trash inadvertently to Tony. Tony looks uncomfortable as fuck. He's fucking licking his fingers of this fucking frosting, chewing on fucking cupcake, cracking these fucking seltzer waters like he's a badass and sounding drunk when he's straight edge. Like, what the fuck is the matter with you, dude? Every minute I watched this, I was like, who the fuck is this dude and who wants to be in the same room as him ever? So, yeah, the idea that he's potentially suspended, fantastic. The idea that he may not work there anymore, amazing. I told you so. Producer oh, Lady son. pulled up our review of the first episode he came back. And we've been back and forth on if we should post it online as a social media clip because I was like, I don't know, we... We were a little rough on him. I mean, we're being rough on him now. It's like we're a little rough because people were saying in the chat even that it's going to be good for business. It's good for business. And I was like, I feel like he's bad for business. He's a toxic person. And then here we are exactly one year later, and he's instigating fights with literally everybody in the company. Fucking crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, he only has a very few number of friends. Yep. And he has an ugly dog and all that shit. And everyone's like, he leaves the dog out of it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. If I were his dog, I'd run away. But <laughs> yeah. that's just me. I mean, the He's dog so also old. let Kenny just pick him up and move him. So Yeah. So, I mean, here's what kind of rubs me the wrong way about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is that First of all, I feel really bad for Nick Houdman. Yeah. Because people tried to say, oh, no, you baited him. No. No. The, the name Cole Cabana did not come out of his lips. Neither did Ever. Scott Colton. And I know why he kept calling him Scott Colton. Because he's tra- trying to tell the internet crowd that you can call him Scott Colton. Because Colt fucking hates that. Yeah. Hates that. And I will say that I've been invited to call him the S word, but I don't. That's, no. I, do, I don't know. I technically don't know. Well, I'll just say it this way. I don't know Scott Colton. I know Colt Cabana. But I know when Colt Cabana is not Colt Cabana and he's Scott Colton and yeah, he'll probably fucking hear this and go, oh, I'm going to block your ass again. Because I'm right. Told you that before, Colt. You know. But the problem, I think the thing was, is that I don't know what bug Punk had up his ass. I mean, he's always had a bug up his ass. But something really hit it. And I don't know if it. I mean, I don't know where it stems from, really. Like, why now? Why now? A year later. Yeah, and I love that shit where he kept being like, I shouldn't have to be out here saying this. I shouldn't be defending myself in 2022. Um, you it's know, like, no one asked you to. You're the no one who did you. it. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah. And then with him going off on MJF, too, and I was like. Yeah. He, he did what you probably would have done yourself. But he did it better. Why? Because he actually got his shit. Right? And it was it 
I'm sure it's pretty obvious that when Punk walked away with that title back in the day after Money in the Bank, um, which, yes, if you go back, people, if you did not know, uh, the two dudes that were sitting ringside during that match mm-hmm. was a still in Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'd said Colt before because he had to wear a dress shirt. And, yeah, he, he doesn't like to be told what to do. And he had a tie on, too. But anyways, um, it's like, okay, well, I'm sure, like, Vince didn't, like, grovel. Probably Vince didn't even want to deal with him at first. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to after a while because, you know, it's a yapping dog and you got to shut up the dog after a while. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it smart. He didn't. And people should have realized that then. But I don't know. I It's weird to me. But like I said, there was no reason for him to take out all of this shit on everybody you know i mean i i don't yeah i get that you still have issues with your former friend but also i must say he's not a very smart man because his dates were very wrong on a lot of things Uh when he said oh i've been friends with him for over a decade um over a decade wasn't that uh Money in the Bank and the Summer of Punk and all that bullshit 10 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So you weren't friends with him then. Okay. All right. Okay. That's over a decade. Okay. Don't get that one, but you know. What's funny is someone pulled up the old clip of um, Nick Hausman catching CM Punk on the outside of the trial because he was there and he kept Mm -hmm. referring to Cole as his friend. And that mm-hmm. was in 2017, 2018, right? 2017, 2018. 20, yeah. And so for yeah. him to be like, like, I haven't talked to him since like 2013, 2014. Okay, well, you're off by years. You're years Okay, because first of all, first of all, the um, podcast came out Thanksgiving weekend, 2013. The two parters. One was one day, one was the next day. And if you're like, well, why do you knew? You know, because I had... In my head, when he had said that immediately, I did, I was like, wait a minute. This was the second time I'd watched it through. I just stopped because I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think your facts are right, Phil. Uh-huh. And again, I was right. And I don't know the year he started dating his wife. Uh-huh. But I do know when they recorded that podcast because they had to wait for all the NDA to end and all that stuff. So then he could open his mouth. He was still going out with, um, with Amy because she was there. And I, I remember, I don't know why I knew that, but maybe they had said something or she had said something or he, punk had said something to her. Colt didn't edit it out, but whatever. But, it's interesting to me because I'm like, you don't have your num your facts straight. But, and with him and oh, I have all these receipts. Yeah, I'm like, do you have the receipts that Cabana has about how you kept telling him I've got you, I'll take care, I got this, I'll take care of it, blah blah blah, and then when you were an Indian giver with it, 
And the only reason, from what I've been told, that he stopped giving him money was I had heard the wife had said something. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm man, not, I don't know if that's completely true, but that's what I've heard. I've heard it from two different people. But the other thing that's weird about all that is that he's like, mm-hmm. Colt shares a bank account with his mom that tells you all you got to know. No, it doesn't. It tells me that he, there's a very good chance he was taking care of his mom and didn't want her to worry about things like money. You know what I mean? Like, it's not some yeah. random dude living in a basement. It's a successful man taking care of his mother. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not living in her basement for his whole life. He's made no, money. No, he's had a studio apartment. Yeah, he's made plenty of money and doesn't want his mom to worry about money ever again. And so when Punk then goes, oh, once we found that out and we filed suit on her, he's suddenly like, oh, let's let's call this off. Yeah, you were suing his mother. You're the asshole. He's not the dumbass for sharing an account with his mom. You're the asshole trying to sue his mom because you realized you could. And now you're trying to yeah. say that he's some sort of man child for taking care of his mother. That's how fucking dense punk is. The idea of helping someone like your mother is a sign of weakness to him. Like, fuck that guy. It was crazy as I'm hearing him say this stuff. I'm looking around like, is other people getting that he's like, he's a true villain? Like he thinks that don't this use is that him. Word. Don't 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 use that word. Oh, that's a good point. You don't like when I say villain. He's like he's an actual bad guy, and not like the, he's a bully, a real life bully, where he really true think truly thinks that he's in the right, and everything he points to, you go, "You're insane. That's a good person thing to do," and you're like, "But they're maniacs." You're like, no, you're the maniac. Like it's it's crazy. No. No. And I, th- I did think that was very bullshit of him to bring up his mom. And especially because, you know, well, he forgets to tell you, but gee, good old Marsha, as he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Marsha used to do a lot of shit for you back in the day. So, yep. I, you know, I mean, come on. Come on, bro. He was fucking bogus. I mean, and that's what I mean. Like, to me, it didn't sound like... CM Punk's or Cole Cabana's taking money from his mom. No. Cole Cabana said, you know what nobody's brought up but you on our show? And I was fucking ties to PWTs. Everyone keeps talking about how Cole is lucky to have a job, how he's lucky to be doing anything, how how that he should be thanking his lucky stars that that Punk even let him be in Ring of Honor and all that shit. And I was like, you guys have no clue, really. Like, nothing... You guys don't think it's a bit peculiar that all of the fucking AEW shirts you get have a picture of Colt on the bag? <laughs> like, his face is part of their logo, dumbasses. He's the goddamn fucking billboard. Go on his Twitter right now. That's his headline picture. It's He's one of the billboards. That's what I mean. It's fucking crazy that people don't equate that at all as a thing the idea that people are trying to say that like colt should have buckled to punk because he's lucky to have a job there because of punk and to think that pwts was not a conversation at any point in time during his renegotiation and the fact that they were saying that only assholes backstage came out and stood up for for colt i was like i also have a feeling that their entire fucking merchandising system was at odds (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah you want to fire the guy who's like putting money in everyone's pockets you know what I mean? And also, isn't the head person of merchandise 
or the VP of merchandise. Isn't that uh, one of these assholes' uh, wives? It's one of the Jacksons, yeah. One of the Jackson mm -hmm. wives. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I believe she's known Dana. as Miss Jackson. Yeah. No, it, it's Dana. It's Matt's wife. And Dana again, Jackson. that's another person. I'm sorry. Really Jackson. good people. Like, like I've only like I've I've talked to Dana like handful of times. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not one of these, uh, but every time I see her, because she remembers me, Papa Buck remembers, they, they all do, like, she's always like, oh my God, how are you? And gives me a big old hug and, you know, we just like shoot the shit about stuff. And um, this was like kind of right when they got, like the first time I ever met her and the the Bucks was when Mania was in San Jose. Because they had a booze at WrestleCon and they were selling, um, when they first started their Young Bucks merch, they had these really cool sweatpants that were like camouflage obnoxious with like, um, like there's some of the letters they were placed in the Young Bucks name was in like Japanese yen. There were Japanese yen around it. It was really, it was cool. But anyways, but these are guys and I don't know if there's the jealousy that Punk that's because every, he's, he really is hot to say that Cole is jealous of him. Cole's never been jealous of him. Um, everyone always used to say Cole was the better wrestler mm -hmm. of the two. Even he still said that. But Ace chose a side. Because why? Punk gave him money. Punk got him this job in AEW. So why would Cole want to be around that locker room? There was only one show that they were together, apparently. And that was in October of last year, October 27th, I believe is the date. And then after that, you never saw Colt again mm -hmm. at AEW. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Colt saying, well, I don't want to go there because he's there. Colt's kind of professional, even though, you know, He's a man child. Yes, he is a man child. Um, he's a mama's boy too. So come on, punk. Really? Everybody knows he's that's Marsh's baby boy. He's the youngest of the two. Come on now. Don't be a hater just because you had no family. Real family. But anyways. But I don't see like I never saw Cabana having an issue. He would just go do his own thing. Because he knows better. He does not want that drama he does not like that kind of shit he doesn't i know that mm -hmm. hell one time he blocked me on twitter because of, there was some drama that i was involved in That's funny. and he blocked me that was the first time he blocked me yeah. and he's a good guy because that first starcast over 150 people went up to him at his little table said you need to unblock amanda yeah, yeah. And then I get a DM that later that day, I unblocked you. Yeah, I said, yeah. And he goes, boy, you sure know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, like, so, yeah. so all this stuff goes down. It's a mess. I think people should watch it. I would suggest watching the, the Denise Salcedo videos um, because mm -hmm. her angle was better. The AEW yeah. version had a tight camera on Punk a lot where since Denise was a little further back into the side, you could see Tony the whole time. Yeah, There's an even a point where um, Tony's trying to put over about how MJF is back. 
and then uh, CM Punk thinking he's cool and clever goes because he just keeps wanting me to work with these fucking pricks. And then Tony like rolls his eyes and closes his eyes and he goes, nevertheless, like, and keeps trying to say what he's saying because he's all like, fuck. Like, you can see the look on his face over and over again, like, stop. Like, just, this is not going to go well. And then it did not go well. <laughs> For him to instigate a fight with people and then be surprised when they actually stepped up to him after he said, if you've got a problem with this, step up to me. And then they do. And he's like, whoa, where'd this come from? It's like, no, nope. You get to just sit there and take it now. You, I hope you're better at fighting than you say, or than we've seen. Cause fuck, and you're brittle. He got hurt again. He got hurt again during this match. That's one of the reasons why the title's been vacated is he hurt his shoulder doing a tope in the beginning of his match against Mox. He can't have a match without hurting himself. He can't dive into the audience without hurting himself. He's a brittle piece of shit. And he's starting to pick fights with dudes who may not know how to fight, but are probably a little less brittle. You know what I mean? That's all it really takes. You don't have to win a fight just to not lose a fight. You know what I mean? Well, them damn young bucks, man, they're like resilient. Yeah. You know? And there's many, like, you know, injuries, like, that both Nick and Matt have had combined. And then you add Kenny into the mix. Yeah. I hope Ke- Kenny got a rabies shot. Yep. He definitely needs one. That's all I know. I'm Old like, glass he got a Brooks. Shot? No. It's with Ace that bit him. I'm like, yeah, rabies but, shot. But Phil's a nice little glass jaw. Glass jaw Phil Brooks. Yeah. I, I want a t-shirt for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I... I I think it's funny that the world is waiting for Colt to say something. Yeah. And he won't. You know what he did do? He posted. Did you see what he posted? No. When did this happen? Uh, it was yesterday he posted. <gasps> no. Hold on. It was on, on his Instagram. On. I don't know if it's still up because it was an Instagram story. Oh, damn it, Colt. You know what it was? What no was one it? reported on it. And I feel like someone should have. But I saw it. He posted a flyer for a show he's going to be on in like a couple of days. Okay. Somewhere in Chicago. I think that's notable because he's not talking shit. He's minding his own fucking business. And he knows oh, yeah, all no, this no, is no. happening. There's no way he's, he's he has no idea. He's going you know to I mean? be in um, Mall of America. That's the one. For, he posted a flyer for, for that one. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then today so he posted he a flyer for it. The Salsa King of Chicago. It says local IG material. You go, Colt Cabana, because right. he's classy. He's that's classy what I'm saying. People should be reporting that his response has been no response, him continuing business as usual. He's not coming out of the woodwork. Punk just spent 30 minutes of his life trying to trash Colt and who he is as a human. And Colt's response is, okay, if that's how you feel. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not going out of his way to say, hey, I got a podcast and maybe I got a few things to say. Or I got a platform too, motherfucker. He's just saying, okay, go ahead and say that. I'm going to continue. If you don't care, like you said you don't care, you spend a lot of time caring, but I'm the one who actually doesn't care because I'm going to continue my life. Yeah. And just nothing well, but respect for the classiness of how Colt is handling it. Also, if you go back to his podcast, cool. when he switched over the art of wrestling, um, he was doing like more of a like journal type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there he was covering the the trial yeah and it 
was I, I want to go I'm going to go back and listen to it again but it and I know this just because I know this but around that time and especially as it was getting close to getting to trial I knew something was kind of wrong with Colt because he wasn't his normal jolly self mm-hmm. you know there was like a I don't want to say like a cloud but there was a funk in the air and you can tell that you know it was it was mental health related you can tell well you can tell in his voice but even like before that like i would see him at a show somewhere and you could sense it like i was like this is taking more of a toll on him than he lets up and i do know that he has his family has a history of mental health problems. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know it, it kills me because you can hear it in his voice, like, you know. You you he, know who else yeah, does it, that? Phil, hmm. piece of shit. Yeah. Well, Phil also, but Phil, this is at the time when they did trial, they weren't friends anymore. Because obviously, yeah, when you you fuck you fuck somewhere over like that, and then they sue you, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're not they weren't friends. No, not anymore at that point yeah. in time. He went at it alone, you know? Yep. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I just think that he he's always been very classy about everything. And for as much shit as people like to shit on me about being a fan of his or, you know, or whatever, or shit on him just because, it's like, he's a good dude, all right? good dude sorry that you were sipping the cm punk kool-aid but whatever and then i guess word was that um he apparently tried phil tried to make amends with people like serena deeb was one of them i don't know how true that is but i was reading that somewhere online um when he first arrived over there oh Mm -hmm. i don't know what their their issues what issues she had with him and all how, what all of that was that I don't know because I didn't care for him then don't care for him really now yeah I'm not surprised but, that he had a lot of people to make amends with to be honest yeah that's, that's not yeah. a shock no because a lot of the people he burned like look what he tried to do to fucking Eddie Kingston yeah you know remember we even said we could probably go back and to episode one after every one of those promos that one of those dudes cut on punk remember every time I was all like that felt like a pretty deep backstage cut did it not and you're like yep mm-hmm. and for all that stuff to be coming out now where people are all like oh i thought they were trying to sell the match no one no one even thought no. it could have been i was like out of here. get out of here yeah they Why gotta listen to people... the fart of wrestling that's a hey don't joke. make fun of colt's podcast name what? no well that's well, well actually he might enjoy he might, he might like enjoy that because he, that one. he is someone that if you say balls he'll giggle yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, he's yeah, such an I inspiration with the art that. of wrestling that I almost want to rename our show the Fart of Wrestling. Oh. Sort of an homage. No. Yeah, but, but I would ho- tell him I butthole homage is what mm-hmm. you'd call it. A butthole homage. Okay. All right. Okay. Amanda told me I have to stop now. Yeah, no, no, she no, just no. got serious with me. No. no, no. <laughs> I'll have to tell you, March, one day about the the um. This is how I know how childish, yeah, Colt is. I'm mm-hmm. a child still to this day. 
except I did have a very adult conversation last time I saw him with him. And I'm like, oh my God, this is an adult conversation we're having. And he yeah. was like, you know what? You're right. I'm like, look at us. I'm like, more you, not me. <laughs> like, come on now. I go, okay, fine. Yeah. That's but, fine. you know, like I said, you know, I, a lot of people thought I was crazy. No. No, I think maybe Tony probably thinks, man, maybe I should have called the band a flight. Should have had him fight him. It's going to be uh, really awkward when CM Punk's going to have to go on Colt Cabana's podcast this time to trash AEW. Like, that's going to be a real awkward moment. Oh, no. Colt would not never allow that. <laughs> that's his friends, remember? Those are uh, his friends, the EVPs and la, la, la. That's the joke of yeah. it. We'll have Punk on this one. We'll call it the Farta Wrestling, and every time he tries to speak, we'll just cut him off. <clears throat> I'll be like, you're in no position to speak on your own behalf. I'm like, we'll Phil, you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> Okay, and if you're gonna eat muffins, you need to turn your screen off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was foul. That uh, was really foul. It's also kind of interesting too because we're seeing all this stuff sort of come out uh, this way, and I was saying when all the releases started happening at first that it felt really suspicious and peculiar that no one was going on to any podcast and having any of these tell-alls of why they left. Mm -hmm. It was all this really. Um, really specifically worded responses to a lot of interviews. And I started saying, I wonder it sounds to me and feels to me like their contracts include NDAs after the release. Uh, and well, I feel like that that seems more true than ever at this point. Well, you know, what's funny is I was going to mention this to you before is that lately Joey Janela has been, it's been a little more rambunctious of... online. Yeah. Oh, especially with the figure, that figure one, uh -huh. the figure posts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for him to, to put that give up to me, yeah. that that's, that's both volumes. I'm like, mm, yep. Yeah. He's getting a little more rambunctious and I don't know that it's because that his NDA is not valid or active. I think it's because he's just feeling a little bit like poking the line a little bit, finding where that line is. Because look at what happened with him. I mean, all of a sudden he was yep. he was gone. And it was like, why all of a sudden did these people vanish? And then all of a sudden here you have Phil come around and it's like, well, you know. I got because... the chance to see a startup contract not that long ago as I was mm -hmm. um, consulting different things. And one of the mm -hmm. things a lot of startups and younger companies are doing nowadays is in their contracts, I didn't realize till I saw it, is uh, uh, protecting the brand clauses. Um, yeah. I don't remember what they called it necessarily, but in there, there were clauses about not talking about the company in a negative light, the uh, in, per mm. in perpetuity after you leave, that you are liable for any kind of slander against the company if it be uh, deemed as negative, that if you sign mm -hmm. this contract that you are no longer allowed to be critical of the of the company in any negative way um without expressed permission from the company regardless of termination of contract so i didn't realize that sort of verbiage existed in contracts until oh, yeah. i got to read it and it, i just mm -hmm. feel like that i feel like aew's in that same ballpark of stuff the other thing that we're hearing now too is the rumor that um just to shift gears slightly we could obviously go back and forth 
Malachi Black appears to have been granted his release, but it was a conditional release. And right now the rumor is that um, he is unable to sign another contract uh, specifically with WWE for a minimum of six months, which fine. They've, they talked about mental illness being the reason for him to leave uh, for him. Asking for his release is wanting to work on mental health, which is also fine. Uh, I've seen people say, don't make this a WWE versus AEW thing. This is for his mental health. It's for the best. Uh, yes, but let's be honest. If, if his mental health was Tony Khan's first priority, then he wouldn't have a six month non-compete. Mm-hmm. Right. I did see someone else say like, this is good news because that means he's going to be uh, assured to have to be getting paid for the next six months while he works on mental health. These are the same people who also want to trash WWE for having 90 day non-compete, which is paid. It's not an unpaid ability to go out. It's giving them three months paid to figure out their next moves. Right. In the case of Renee Young, Renee Paquette, she had one year, which I thought was pretty um, something felt like there was specifics and like that felt like there was some more uh, digging in to be needed there because a year is a long time. And I wonder if that wasn't negotiated on her behalf. Look, I don't want to work for a year. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. Um, But to, to vilify one for having 90 day paid and then say the other one's doing the right thing by having a six month uh, thing, because you want to say that one's taking care of mental health and one is not. If that person's concern is mental health, they'll release them from the contract and say, clean slate, look. Like, if I'm trying to be a good guy to somebody who says they need to step away from mental health, I'm cutting the contract and saying, here, look, I'll cut it clean. But this is what I I want your word, that when you're ready to come back and wrestle, you'll give us a call first. I know you're going to call others, but call me first. And give me the opportunity to counter offer whatever someone else offers you. Just man-to-man, like, handshake agreement. I don't need to contractually restrict someone from doing it unless I think they're lying. So to me, a six-month uh, uh, buffer indicates to me that Tony thinks Malachi's lying, which I think is shitty. I thought that was shitty. I was yeah. like, wow, he doesn't believe him at all. But, you know, people want to sway it however they want to. Mm-hmm. WWE's evil for having 90 days. AEW is amazing for doing six months. They have a much longer NDA. WWE doesn't even have one because they say, go ahead, talk your shit. Because we're still going to be here doing our thing. I don't know. Well, no, when people talk the shit, they get sued. But, you know. Depending on who's talking what type of shit. That's what we found out with CM Punk. He was talking major shit. Nicole shouldn't have never. That, actually, that lawsuit in the podcast world, from what I've been told, was very monumental. Yes. Because this was the first time that a podcast with someone who had a podcast was being sued mm-hmm. because of the, the content that was spewing out of another's mouth. Yes. Right. But there's two sides to that. One, the reason <laughs> WWE had to sue then is because his the impl- implications was illegal activity. It wasn't someone saying, Mince Man's a crazy old man who wants me to make jokes I don't want to make. He has too many fart jokes. I don't like fart jokes. This was yeah. them this was someone saying I know because I was there, they were doing illegal things and they should be shut down. Yeah. WWE didn't have a lot of choice but to contest the legalities of it, right? Yeah. Uh, The reason that you'd sue the podcast for what someone said is because it wasn't a live Mm -hmm. broadcast. You could have not released it. You could have said, hey, 
this is yeah. liable information. We may want to talk to a lawyer before releasing this, but to just willy nilly mm -hmm. do it. It's a bit, that's, that's kind of why that was a mess. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But, I always wondered, and this is a very good press question is what you know now and everything that, and this was after the lawsuit, I was waiting for someone to ask me, that had you known, you know, all of the, the bullshit, not the end of their friendship, but I'm talking about, you know, the lawsuit and stuff. Yeah. Would you still have done it? Would you still have put that out? I've, I've never seen anyone ask him and I've always been curious. That'd be a great question to ask him. Yeah, you might tell me to fuck off, but you know, whatever. Like, what are you gonna do? Block me on Twitter again? I'll just have more people tell you to unblock me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But it's really interesting that um, with Malachi Black, the shitty part of it um, is that um, I feel bad for Julia Hart. Mm. Brody King and Bunny Matthews. What, what are you going to do now? I think they'll be able to actually maintain House of Black. Just you given so? the idea. Yeah, I think so. Because at this point, how much of House of Black is because it's Malachi Black versus just this kind of pseudo supernatural entity? I think they'll be okay. I think they could do it. Yeah. I do feel it's that. It's still a bummer. So yeah. bummer. And I will say if this is the end of the road, I'm still fucking pissed. I never got to see him wrestle. I got to see him wrestle against Tommaso Ciampa. I know. I hate you. <laughs> and yeah, never, I got screwed out of that one. Thanks, Prestige Wrestling. And I'm not traveling to see fucking yeah. him wrestle. If I can't travel, if I'm not traveling to see my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, the one, the number one right now on my list is obviously we all know who. Yeah. So that's important to me. Um, yeah. You're gonna wait, have to wait till Ring of Honor tours. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Ricky to start table. Not talking about Copeland. Although I feel like he should come out here. And I just want to also say, if you're one of these fans who think you're smart. And you see Cole Cabana and you start calling him Scott. I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, you're in for it. Yeah, he'll be a fucking dick to you. Yeah. And when he wants to be a dick, he's a big fucking dick. I had to tell him off once. That, yeah, he never seen that much rage out of me. He's like, oh my God. Chuck Taylor told me afterwards, he goes, I thought your head was going to spin around like in The Exorcist. I'm like, mm -hmm. it almost did. Almost did, buddy. Uh, yeah. So now, what happens? People are suspended. Yep. Are people, do you think, going to get fired? I don't know. I think it's weird. I've seen the conversation go back and forth on that the elite should be fired, the punk should be fired, punk did nothing wrong. Uh, all he did was defend himself from being ganged up on. And I don't buy any of that shit. I do think that what's he interesting. He called them out. He yeah. called them out. I do think what's he interesting about it is on Dynamite, they didn't mention any of their names at all. 
they did mm-hmm. announce Tony came out and read a bunch of cue cards, really obviously and kind of funny, um, mm-hmm. to say that they vacated the trios titles and the world championship, and they're going to have a tournament for the world championship, which will end uh, in two weeks at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium at Grand Slam, and they're going to crown a new world champion. Uh, it looks like they're going to have. Let's see, Moxie got a buy. So the winner of Darby and who's the other little guy? Fucking that little shit, Sammy Guevara. Guevara. What the fuck? They're gonna what have a the- match. One of them's gonna lose to Moxley because neither of those guys are beating Moxley. That- but it's probably gonna oh, be Darby so- to lose to Moxley. I would bet. Probably, but you know what's funny to me is oh, so Tony, you're okay with rewarding people who aggravated aggravated somebody who you suspended for punching in the face, but you're rewarding them with this. Because, you know, honestly, let's go there, okay? After seeing All Out and what happened to fucking Ricky Starks, you know what? Why, why didn't you give Hobbs the opportunity? Yeah, why didn't you give Ricky the opportunity? We don't need to see these. I don't need to see freaking time mellow walk around and with her old man like no we don't want to see that i don't yeah. want to see that he just tried you to know? break a woman's neck on tv but uh th- one of those guys gonna lose to moxley and now you've got jericho versus brian danielson uh two or three uh and then the the winner that. of that's gonna face moxley at grand slam i'm sure so um i would hope it'd be daniel bryan that they would go that route i don't need to see moxley jericho again but no. um daniel bryan moxley could be fun uh, yeah. but so they're going to do that tournament of champion champions. Um, and then the trios title was recrowned tonight on dynamite with uh, death triangle over best friends. But at no point did anyone mention anything now, uh, right after Tony makes that thing, MJF comes out, gets huge baby face reaction, eating it up, doing baby face type stuff. Moxie comes out and says, I don't believe you. I'm going to be honest. This it was a it was a fun MJF promo. It was not impressive. It was okay. It was the same old same old. Like when he wanted to turn bad again, he just said everyone's fat and ugly. Okay, okay, everyone's fat and ugly. M but Moxley's promo here was wowing. This was the best promo he's ever cut. Talking yeah. about the importance of the AEW title, what it means to him, what it means to other people. What he was saying without saying it was how dare someone hold that championship and talk this way about us and who we represent and what we represent and what we always wanted to be. And he even said, let a lot of the old ways die with the old ones. Mm -hmm. Like you came in here to bring what you guys used to know. And even you who wanted a revolution back then brought in all of the worst of it. You didn't even bring the best of it. And I loved the way that Moxie said, it's time to step up and be a legend which is a knock and CM Punk for a never being referred to as a legend in the WWE he doesn't have no legends contract but also to say we need new legends now because these old legends we're bringing in aren't cutting it and they're making it worse and I need to be that legend here now it's it was almost a call to action among on onto himself of I could do more He's already coming off like a leader and came across like, I need to do more. 
Yeah, I think that was also a shot at Jericho too. It could have been a shot at Jericho too, but I think. But I got know, the impression because we've talked about it before. Moxley comes off a lot like he's doing what he wants to do and he's having fun and oh fuck it, let them do whatever they're doing. I'm doing my thing, they're doing their thing. I want to do GCW, I want to do it. They they're goofing off, but you know I'm gonna have my fun matches with who I want. <laughs> this sounded like he was shook enough to say, I can't just say fucking whatever anymore. I need to be yeah. an example. I need to be a representative. I need to stand for what brought me here. Not necessarily yeah. what brought us all to the dance, but why did Moxley come from WWE to AEW? Mm-hmm. That feeling, that desire, all of that is what he needs to represent now to that whole locker room because they need it now more than ever. Because now what brought Punk here versus what brought Moxley here are two different stories. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And I think what I also think too with Mox. I mean, I'd never seen him speak like this. So mm. I think I had asked you the question of well, who wrote this? Yeah. Because it was like pretty, you know, I mean, as much as I kind of shit on on Mox and you know, I'm like, oh I'm sick of this shit and blah blah blah. This was a good way to say that, you know, I'm taking this shit seriously. I'm not just yeah. You know, I don't want to be handed things. And yeah, it's kind of shitty that, you know, all of this bullshit happened, you know, and it's frustrating because he, if anybody, it was like, you know, what? It's like he almost, it, it makes him look bad too. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really hope the other wake up call is to Tony that he, he needs to stop being the fanboy mm-hmm. and taking this shit seriously. Um, there are quite a number of people I was reading today that also are suspended, which I'm kind of in shock by some of them, but I understand I why they were there. Yeah, I think the idea is, well, for one, the one that really stood out to me was Christopher Daniels. And Pat because, Buck. And Pat Buck. Pat Buck was a big one, but what made Christopher Daniels like especially egregious to me was um, he's the he was just recently named the head of talent relations, <laughs> and you're fucking leading a charge into fucking this shit talker's room. Like you should have been the guy in between, being like, guys, hold on, let's give it a day and sit I down and talk about it. But he's that all could have been. That could have been why, like Pat Buck and him. Like, they were, like, some of the people trying to pull, you know, them apart. Like, what the fuck? Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that uh, that they were – so, basically, what it sounded like, or what the the word is, is um, anybody and everybody who was in that room is suspended while they have a third party investigate. So, I'm sure they're having, like, the security guards – I've – heard rumors that they have anybody who was in the locker room everybody who was backstage has been interviewed people were called on zoom and recorded as to what their take is what it was what did they see what is their feeling about it to try and get as many people not involved to weigh in because obviously if you're involved you're going to have a specific take on it so like hey hey random stagehand what yeah. did that look like to you like i think that's a smart way to go about it um there we'll are people that, that I'm really curious to mm-hmm. know what their opinion is. There's people who what? 
there's people that I'm very curious to know what their opinion is. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. I like the ones that said there's some people who said they didn't think that that Punk did anything wrong. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to say it's FTR, but that sounds like FTR to me. <laughs> oh, you know who else I think it probably is, too? Huh. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Which? But then again, I could I see him playing the middle because I hate to say it and I apologize. I think he's a kiss ass just trying to politic no his shit. way as far as he can. No shit. No you know shit. I, mean? I said this on episode one. And Dude, I'm not saying I'm not even saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think that he's not one to take sides without knowing who's gonna come out on top because I think he wants to he's whatever it takes. And I think that's why he'll make it, because whatever it takes. Who's asked do I gotta kiss this month? Mm. What uh, what shocks me is because he's like definitely like Team Cody. Okay. So yeah. no qualms about, you know, pledging his loyalty to. Mm. But I'm pretty sure Cody must have, you know, Phil, I, I would cut that shit off because, you know, everyone knows Phil only does what serves Phil. Yes. And I've said that before. I've only met the guy once, and I thought it was douche canoe. That was the feeling I got. Okay, this guy's not good people. And that's already what made my opinion. But then everything yeah. else that happened really picked a side. But, you know, I mean, people forget. Oh, yeah, that was the other comment I wanted to make. So everyone who thinks it's funny about um, Colt and his mom having a, a bank account together. Yeah. Okay. Do you all know in the first two, two and a half years of when Punk was in WWE, do you know where he lived? You? With his mom? I know. I know where he lived. Do you live with his mom? No. He lived on Scott Colton's couch in the studio uh, apartment. Because it doesn't make sense when, because because they've never been friends. They've never been friends. They weren't friends. He was over that in a decade ago. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And part of it was like when because when Colt finally was in developmental because he went to OVW, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, and then Punk lived there. Mm -hmm. He lived there rent free. Let's go there, okay? Yeah. rent free okay and you're gonna bitch about paying somebody's bills when that's all you did is that that apartment is tiny as fuck or was tiny as fuck because you don't live there anymore but and what for a you to say that, line when he said the two people who've made the most money off of the cm punk name was vince and scott colton i was like get your head out of your ass and then you know what i said it's like oh he forgot two people he forgot pro wrestling tees has made a lot of money off his ass and mm -hmm. probably his wife his wife, himself, he's made more money yeah. than all of them. You don't think CM Punk's yeah. made money off his own name? Um, maybe he did coming off of when he went to UFC and he was doing all that shit on uh, TMC with Walking Dead. His fights alone in the UFC were multi-million dollar fights and he lost them. He got fucking bitched out is what he did. He did because of his name. I'm saying the CM Punk name, he didn't yeah. make nothing. 
He's trying to say Colt Cabana made more money off CM Punk's names than he did himself or his wife. The fuck out of here, dude. Like, yeah. you you come off like a petulant child. Like, fuck off. I think maybe are you poking at the Colt Cabana tax? That's the only thing I can think of is the Colt Cabana tax. But, you know, I can say this honestly. You know, you don't, a normal person doesn't do something for somebody and expects it back especially when you're like oh yeah i'm gonna you know i'll take care of it yeah. and you swear up and down you promise and then that person's like okay cool because at the time of this lawsuit Colt Cabana did not make the money he's making now yeah. okay but let's let's be real let's go there and okay? even through the pro wrestling tees punk makes 10 bucks a shirt that's sold colt gets one if you want to go by the rumors Right, because I don't know everything, but I know that we got seven bucks a shirt when we were on PWTs, and I know that the bigger stars get more of a cut. They get, they get a, a little bit more, so they get around the ten, the ten dollar range. There's a certain point. I mean, he might even be in the other reverse of it, where uh, PWTs only makes the seven bucks on each shirt, and you get fifteen on each of them. So he's making between ten and fifteen a shirt. And if you want to believe in the Colt Cabana tax, which I'm not going to confirm or deny, that's a dollar. So if you want to tell me he's making more money than you per shirt, like fuck off, dude. Like you're trying to raise you're trying to raise animosity where there is none because you're such a petulant child. You're trying to but, create a narrative that's just factually inaccurate in the same breath that you're trying to tell everybody else that they're reporting incorrect shit as you're spewing lies that are clear as day to these people who have to go report it. They're reporting your lies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that if anything, if this means anything to anybody, um, I'm pretty sure, and I would love to hear from Ryan Barkin. So was the merch deal on the, was it considered like, you know, if you get rid of him, you might have to rethink this merching, merchandising stuff. I honestly thought that was the only reason why Colt got signed to AEW to begin with was because of PWTs. No. Mm -mm. He wasn't exactly no. coming off this hot, fiery thing. His friendship with the Bucks and his connection to PWTs, I thought was the reason why they brought him in. Because no. the Bucks and, and PWTs together were just kind of like, look, you, this is a match you made. Know, you know why Colt did not go to... AEW when it started, right? It's because he was under contract with Ring of Honor still. So there's a contract with NWA at the time. Um, Ring of well, okay. He was under because this started okay. All Out was what 2018, so 2019. Oh, but also Ring of Honor and NWA had a working relationship at that time. That he yeah. was doing both. Mm -hmm. They did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also with Ring of Honor. The contract that Colt had, from what I've been told, is he could work wherever because he was not going to lock himself into something where he only can work for Ring of Honor. He can only do because that's what the Ring of Honor talent they could only do PWG, a handful of other things like New Japan, la 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 la, but they couldn't do indie indie things. Mm -hmm. Colt was like, no, mm -mm, if I'm coming back. That's like my other bread and butter. No. Yeah. And 
after a while, after he got stuck on commentary and he really wanted to wrestle more, he took a lot more gigs to wrestle outside of Ring of Honor. So, yes, I am a cult band historian. So, yes, I will know. So, I wonder yeah. if, because I, I did think this at a different time. Mm -hmm. There is a world that this hurts cult. As of right now, no. But there is a world where if the elite and punk are out of AEW, because I'm already seeing post people saying, can you believe AEW's falling apart over this guy and sharing pictures of Colt? I could see a world where he's getting booked on shows. And not that he would stop being offered the bookings, but they might stop being fun. He might be getting approached by assholes left and right at a certain point. And that would suck. Yeah, I know that. I, I know that's obvious. It's, I mean, it may obvious. not happen, but there's a world where that happens. Well, I think, yeah, there is a world where that happens. But the thing is, there is an interview that he did. I think that I show you it, the link to it, where he did with this dude. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. He shut that down real quick. Yeah. Right? He's like, well, what are you yeah. about Punk coming back? And he goes, you just made that up. So funny. Yeah, you made it up yeah. right now. And he's like, run back the tape. You just made it up right now. And he goes, first off, if he ever came back, which he's not coming back he's like you know whatever and it was so funny the way he handled it, it was just like throwing yeah. it back in the guy's face and kind of laughing at him like you're trying to yeah no thing. Cole does that very well yeah Cole's he's all like you made that up to try and get a thing out of me like what are you doing like you think i can't see that coming a mile away yeah so i could did. see i could see a world where he stops having fun doing meet and greets he might show up and do a match but not be at the table anymore oh but that's if enough part of the show up I know. And I, to be honest, even the since NWA and since I would say in the last year that you and I've been doing the show, the more I wish, I mean, I, I wish I could have gone back to a few things. Like I stood right next to him for a, a, a number of minutes at Starcast when I was there at double or nothing. And we made eye contact and I kind of said, hi, and That's he said, hi. One. No, it's the second or third, okay. second one. It was the second one. Okay. Um, or it was the third one. I don't remember. It was Starcast Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I said hi to him because I knew who he was, and he had the NWA uh, national championship right there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't say anything to him, and I didn't get anything from him, and I didn't really talk to him because I hadn't seen too much of NWA at the time. We were starting to watch it. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't a massive fan of some of his comedy wrestling. Uh, which mm -hmm. I've gone on here before and, and said, wish it would didn't do that. I I remember we were doing watch-alongs to NWA, and he was having a match. We're like, this is awesome. And then he goes and does the Superman pin. And I was like, why the fuck would, like, I didn't like that pin, oh. right? And I get it. He's you we've talked about see, it. You need to see one of the best Colt Cabana matches that I, I, I swear, it's probably my, one of my favorites. And that is the um, Iron Man that he did with Liesl when Liesl was um, the ROH champ. That was the last time Cole had ever wrestled for yeah. that belt. And sure. But what I'm was, saying is amazing. I have a whole other yeah. appreciation and respect for him nowadays that given the same opportunity, mm -hmm. I would have taken a lot more advantage of the situation and talked to him yeah. probably a lot more about stuff. Oh, yeah. So in mm -hmm. my mind, in the past year, it's been like, man, I'm keeping track of where he's going because if he comes near me, I want to go see it. Like if he ends up in L.A., if he ends up San Diego, if he ends up in Arizona, like I'm going to check that out. But, I mean, he stays in his, his little coop over there, so he's just not doing it. But 
the idea that all this is here. happening now is like, well, there's a there's a world where that becomes less and less likely for him to yeah. branch out away from his hometown where he knows that people are going to be there. Well, the last time he was out west, um, he was at Lucha Vavoom, which is a real fun show, but he was Matt Classic's handler, so you didn't really get to see him a lot. You had to know where to find him. But, I mean, I think that, um, no, he'll, if I have it my way, he'll be here. He'll be on the West Coast soon. And wherever he goes, I'm going to go. We got to so see if, if David Marquez can book him. You know, they're friends. Marquez did just recently. I, I couldn't go to it to improv. What? Oh, my God. Marquez loves him some Colt. Yeah. Colt was on um, Championship Wrestling. When? Uh, a couple, like a month, a little over a month ago. It was during the week. I couldn't go. I wanted to go she really was bad. Like a month ago, doing Marquez's show, which I've been trying to find a good time to go to. All right, we'll you got to keep aren't... watching it so we can go. Because I was like, oh man, but I thought I told you that on episode one that he was doing that with Marquez, and I was sad because I couldn't go. Maybe we'll see. I'll tell you right now that this month, right now, September ish. To early October mm -hmm. is going to be probably the best month for me to try and get back out to LA. But mm -hmm. just scheduling wise, I've got a lot more free time right now than I may not have next month. Yeah. But oh yeah, no, no, Was there anything yeah. you wanted? To, anything else you wanted to put out there about the MJF promo or the Mox promo leading into this you know, or the this Dynamite, which has been a pretty solid Dynamite for the most part? Yeah. Uh, Yuta loses. I know you're. It's not quite over yet, so you don't know. But he's about to. No, lose no, that. I know that. Yeah, he's about that. to lose the... There he goes. He tapped out. He tapped out, even. Yuta taps out to Daniel Garcia, loses the pure title. Uh, so now professional wrestler Daniel Garcia is the pure wrestling champion. He's no longer a sports entertainer. Which is, I think is a stupid storyline, but it's yeah, good for that Daniel is Garcia. But you know what? Daniel Garcia, when he's not doing this jokey-ass bullshit, is actually very, very good. So... Kudos he's got to, an ego uh, problem. I'll be honest. I've seen a bunch of interviews with him. He's got yeah. an ego that's got to be checked as well. So we'll see what happens with him in the future. Yeah, he does. He does. I I never talked. I didn't talk to him when he was at, which you would call it. I've talked to Nick Wayne a bunch. Mm. But those young guys, some of these young guys have good heads on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. Some of them do not. Um, anything else you want to say about the dynamite, the the promos, the scrum, anything that you that you didn't get to get out? Because that's the other idea. We didn't really say it at the top of the hour, or at the top of our show. I should say is that um, we're getting all this out now because we knew it was going to be a longer conversation, and we do still want to have a drink with our drinking buddies tomorrow night and talk NXT. They had an amazing um, premium live event over the weekend, followed by mm -hmm. a really great episode of NXT uh, yesterday. And we wanted to make sure that we didn't just skip over all of it because of how much chaos is happening in the AEW world. So we're kind of splitting it. I don't think tomorrow we'll have much to say about AEW. I think it's going to be primarily an NXT episode. Um, oh, yeah, we'll find out if there's any more news coming out. Um, Probably there'll be more news. Yeah. AEW does end with Daniel Bryan and shaking the hand of Garcia, Jericho overacting, a look of concern. Uh, but I'm Go more on. excited for a world of AEW without the elite and without punk than I have been 
since before Punk's return. I mean, I've said it over and over again. A lot of times I'm enjoying a show and then the elite come out and make me turn it off. I'm really excited to see what who steps up and where this goes personally. Um, well, my big problem with it is we're back to the same old, same old. Look at that tournament. There are about like maybe three or four people that should be in the tournament that are not in that tournament. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, have one of those people Hobbs or Starks or have um, I'm trying to think of who else would be good in that. Um, <coughs> have somebody. Somebody else. Create a new dark horse in the running. Hell, you should put Wheeler Yuta in it. You know? Um, I, I Yes and no. I would say I disagree with you in the idea that there is so much chaos happening right there. Uh, do what you can to play the safe cards get through yeah, this but, but you're putting someone who was in controversy recently and it feels like it's a reward i'm talking about guevara oh yeah i think they should put the title on the world title should have gone to kingston that's another real... part of well kingston. i mean so the joke also is this is is that it, i do think the aew needs a really big feel good moment it, it, it would be ironic and funny because Kingston just came off a suspension for fighting in the back. But in my defense, that's what makes him a locker room leader. He set a trend that CM Punk followed up on. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, guys, you can fight in the back now. And now they'ere all doing it. So trendsetter, mm-hmm. locker room leader, you know. Yep. But it would yep. be a feel yep. good moment, especially because the, the amount of fandom that came out on his behalf because of that fight, because he was defending himself from someone fat shaming him. It would be quite a statement, you know? Yeah, and Guevara. See, that's the other thing that bites me, too. And it's not because I don't like him, but why didn't he get in trouble? Like, right now you suspended, like, Brandon Cutler and Nakazawa for now because they were in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't think Brandon Cutler is... He was try, probably trying to pull people off. I could see Nakazawa doing that. I can see most of those people who were in that room were trying yeah. to pull people off of each other, yeah, you know, because he's got a guy biting somebody, you know, yeah, yeah, you need to, this guy's obviously he's biting someone, it could go, it could go even uglier, you know, so, you know, and, and it, you know, I, I don't know, but also I can also see with Kenny and the dog, because apparently the dog was really barking and agitated the dog could have bit somebody you know so that's why i think kenny got rid of the dog but yeah but i really do think think that that tony did the right thing on the bracket just to play it safe with who he trusts you know what i mean you don't want yeah you've only got two weeks to get there so do the safe quick easy thing get there and now figure out what's on their side create a new dark horse on the other side of the grand slam but then we get um oh did you see the fallout after all out mm, of what ricky had a pro look i cut a promo where it was pretty pretty good you could see how frustrated he was about everything so obviously his stuff with hobbs is not over yet that was on the fact that was on bte no, it was not BTE. It was the I was on. It's on AEW's um, 
uh, YouTube channel. All right. I'll go back and look at that. But to yeah. be honest, I mean, Punk did everything he could to make sure that nobody was coming out a bigger star out of All Out at all and that everyone was nope. going to be trash and have to build back up from scratch. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, anything else that you uh, you think we need to get out about uh, AEW before we go into NXT tomorrow? Um, I will say that it was a very, after watching both um, Clash at the Castle and then watching um, Worlds Collide, mm -hmm. this AEW sucked. It's very predictable. Um, you know, I, I don't, um, it's very interesting to me how I think the fans are going to react mm -hmm. because in that scene, in the audience, in the crowd, it's always dominated by CM Punk t-shirts. Yes. And I'm curious to see what the shift is. You don't necessarily see a lot of young bucks. I mean, you see the old Bullet Club because, you know, that's still a staple. But it'll be very interesting to see the shirts. Because I'm always one who looks to see what shirts people have on that are in the front. Um, just to kind of get a gauge if they are wearing a wrestling t-shirt. Get a gauge of where they are. Still see quite a few Cody Rhodes shirts to this day um but also it's very interesting because you, you know you don't see the elite and the bucks and all of them you don't see kenny you really don't see a lot of their shirts in the crowd you you don't so that's what makes part of it interesting to me too yeah. so definitely you know that's it'll be interesting to see what happens it'll also be interesting to see if anything happens with punks Pro wrestling tees shop. Uh -huh. That's the other one I want to keep an eye on. Um, and then I wonder if uh, they're gonna people are gonna politic to get him not having a figure. Uh -huh. All I know is this: Tony Khan. Now that fucking Cabana got that dirty little secret is pretty much true. Yeah. You know. Throw a person a bone. Give fucking Cole a figure, okay? That's yeah. all. One little figure. I'm sure we don't need Kenny Omega 2017. We don't need... Um, I don't need CM Punk 24, even though he's only been here a year and already he has like 10 figures. I don't need that. Um, definitely don't need... I mean, still um, pumping out Cody figures. <laughs> yeah, they're putting out two more. I'm like, what the? He's so, gone. Like, are you trying to bait okay. him back? He ain't coming back for quite a while or never. You I know? even tweeted out that my favorite Cody Rhodes WrestleMania figure is the AEW one because they came out with that big set that's his fucking WrestleMania gear. I think it's so dope. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I will. I, I will also say this about the figures because we're talking about Malachi Black, that figure with all the different the masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a chase or if it's one of those ones you paid like 40 bucks or whatever for, but I definitely, I think I want one of those. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still looking for Darbay, but I will take the, um, I will take a, that Malachi Black, I'll buy one because that's going to be, it's badass looking. Even Brody Kings is going to be badass. So it's a shame 
but I hope they still continue House of Black. And then yeah. I think PWG next time they have PWG, they haven't announced anything and I haven't asked around, but I definitely would like to go because um, if, if certain people are gonna go back to certain old stomping grounds, then it would be really kind of cool to see the Kings of the Black Throne. I don't know who would take belts from them, but it would be cool to see that. Maybe we'll get Rascals 2.0. I don't know. That might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because Trey Miguel's looking excellent up there with uh, um, Zachary Wentz. So. Mm -hmm. And then um, Scissor Me Daddy asks. I think I want that shirt. I don't know why I'm stupid, but whatever. All I know is when their figures come out, if they don't have an interchangeable finger, a hand that you could do that with, then why even make a figure? Yeah. Watch them just have complete fists the whole time. You're like, this is stupid. Worst figure yep. ever. Um, well, that's it for me. I don't have anything yeah. else. I was kind of underwhelmed by All Out. I'm about to post as well our watch along to the Ricky Starks match, which was incredibly disappointing. That was very um, disappointing. It was live at the time, and it's on our YouTube and our Twitch, but I figure I'll go ahead and drop the uh, the audio for it. Um, it was like 20 minutes, so might as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and that also, was disappointing. All Out overall was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I think the scrim was probably better than All Out. Yeah, it was definitely the wildest. And I've seen so many takes on it where people are defending so much crazy shit. Oh, well, when I went back to well, watch it, the the irony to me when I watched it Mm -hmm. is it was so much worse than it seemed like online online made it sound bad but when i watched mm -hmm. it i was like this is way worse than i thought he is like scummy scummy here where i just thought yeah. he had a few moments of being an asshole where he's like oh looks like a little bit of asshole popped out he was non-stop beginning to end a miserable piece of shit talking as much shit as he could about That's everyone he could think of it was fucking bizarre. That's him always. But oh, you know what we didn't touch on was Tony. And that whole I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna take shit from it. What, what was going on with Tony Khan? What was that oh, yeah. all about? Well, he blames WWE. He I loved it. He said that he feels like he knows what it was like to be Jim Crockett promotions. And I was like, No, you yeah. don't. And he's like, Yeah, but we have money. And I yeah. thought that was the most arrogant thing to say. It was also funny, too, because uh, a bunch of people were talking about how uh, WWE was saying they're not competition. He kept saying we are competition. And then so when suddenly he they do something that seems like competition, he's like, wait, 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 this isn't fair. And it's like, you want to be competition so bad and they treat you a little bit like competition. Which, by the way, I don't think for a second that they booked both of those shows that weekend to compete with AEW. Like, no, it's... No. All fine. Matter no, of fact, their shows were free. This wasn't like because they're trying to. He's trying to compare it to when Vince went to the cable companies and said, "If you don't carry, if you carry Starcast, I won't give you Mania," which he did. And so a lot of the cable companies refused to to house Starcast. In turn, as a make good, he gave them Survivor Series. That's why we have Survivor Series, as it was meant to contest Starcast. So cable companies weren't losing off on two paydays. They were getting two from WWE, but they couldn't get it from Crockett. Peacock's five bucks a month. You get Worlds Collide and Clash of the Castle. No one was sitting there trying to figure out if they're spending money on WWE or AEW this this week. They knew ahead of time they were either going to buy the pay-per-view or not. 
no one watched Worlds Collide and said, well, now I can't afford AEW. It was $5 that they were paying anyways for the whole thing. So it's not the same. Mine was technically free because it comes with my internet. Right? A lot of companies are giving Peacock for free. So it was the stupidest comment, I thought. I know what it's like to be them. I have NBC Universal Comcast, so yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't know what it's like to be them at all. No. No. Mm -hmm. But I think that's all I got about AEW this week. We'll talk NXT tomorrow. Worlds Collide. NXT. I got to watch this week. I saw a bunch of highlights. It looks great. And I will say this, too. Okay, I did watch Clash at the Castle, but I will say that I feel that um, I really like Sing Along with Drew. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was a real good, real good moment. I liked it. And he randomly, I don't know what, wanted to sing Sweet Caroline and they ended up with Oasis. That was fucking great. <laughs> like, this is great. It was really weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, and a shout, uh, shout out to uh, Kevin Owens for being such a fucking, uh, fucking uh, smartass in his comments. A lot of people have had comments to say uh-huh. that um, aren't very in the way in the ways they're doing it. They're not very complimentary to the punk. Yeah, yeah, but that Kevin Owens one was probably the best one. Oh, I was hoping you would you would have seen that and caught it. Yeah, the Kevin Owens comment. We've dealt with egotistical, delusional people of the past. Like mm-hmm. that was. No, my favorite there. was the photo. Oh, so on Raw he cut a promo where he was cutting from on Austin Theory, and had talked about how this company, how this company in this industry has seen a lot of egotistical and delusional people come and go. And he goes, "We've dealt with them in the past." And we'll deal with you now. But like the way he did it and paused, I was like, he's talking about punk. He's talking about punk right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he posted the uh, the WrestleMania picture, the match against Stone Cold that Punk never got. KO did. KO and Colt being friends. I loved it. Yeah. They're yeah they're they're very to this day they're very very good friends. They're still it's one of like Colt's like best friends out there. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, People are petty, but it's, but you know what? Honestly, like, Colt got, has gotten shit on so much by punk. And a lot of people where punk actually demanded people choose a side, Colt never did that. Mm-hmm. He never mm-hmm. asked any of those guys and gals to choose a side. Well, and everyone no. in wrestling who was ever close to Punk has gone on record at one point or another and said about how Punk just turned their back on them. Swoggle. As soon as he left, he was just like, and he was just an asshole to everybody after that. Mm-hmm. Like Corey Graves mm-hmm. has been online; he's complained about it in the in the past. And did he Kobe... talk shit about Cor- uh, Corey Graves too? Not I think so. Scrum, but yeah, he did. That's what I mean. He he told everyone he was close to fuck off, get away from me. Effectively, I'm never talking to you again. Kingston and him were very close, which has also made it kind of shitty when he brought up Kingston in that promo. Second best Kingston I ever worked with. Yeah, well, why the fuck did you tell Kofi to go fuck himself then? Like, yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, let's see what happens when Eddie punches you in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sick. But we'll be back tomorrow to talk uh, worlds collide NXT. We'll see where things are going. AEW, to be honest, it's a total mess, but it, in in my mind, it's looking up. 
Because they're getting rid of a lot of the stuff I didn't like to watch anyways. So this could start to get really fun for me. And yeah, I think but that... you know... Hmm. It would have been really nice, Tony Khan, if you had let Scott Colton be in that tournament. No, not a chance. Because the thing is, is I think that there's still a part... Because he didn't mention anybody getting fired and no one's like off the roster page and all of that. I think that there is a part of Tony that wants the dust to settle. And I don't think he wants to let any of them go. I do think that he wants to hold on to him because it is like... You can't survive like that. Not at all. No. But that's not what he's no. trying to... Like, but he's he's been buying friends since it started, right? He doesn't want to lose some of his, his friends now that he's bought. So I think that he's going to try and figure out if he can keep them and then see what happens in a couple weeks. Well, if he keeps anything, <clears throat> it ain't going to be Ace Steel and uh, CM Punk. We'll see. I don't know. He'd be a fool. He'd be a fool. Because after that now, nobody in the locker room, they're just going to be all, why does he get his own locker room? You know what would be fucking you know? cool? If he tried to bring out CM Punk and the audience like collectively starts to walk out and go towards concessions and stuff, and you just see the just waves of people as though those... The, the oh, I would be was, one of them. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll be back. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. We'll see what's going on. Until then, we'll see you guys... Right here in the dive bar of the IWC. That's the last call. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I in subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.